Jerry at the Fledge. Welcome to uh, season two, episode nine of Every Damn Day. I'm sitting down in the engineering room at the Fledge today because you're probably going to hear some music bleed through. We have our uh, ecstatic dance going on, but put together by the Lansing Ecstatic Dance Group. And uh, come on down if you want to dance and do whatever you want to do and get into a trance, I think. And then immediately following that, is the drum circle which is another uh good meditative thing to do so come on down to the drum circle if you'd like and uh we will have masks and social distancing at both of the events it's up in the sanctuary and all that uh also uh we have a big week coming up so uh check out the facebook page and the fledge.com events if you would like to know what's going on especially check it if you plan on coming to an event because we're uh currently going online or canceling about two-thirds of our events right now because of covid so enough on that oh one more thing uh spotify amazon apple music facebook podcasts we're on them all now so go out and find us download us uh the audio version is going to be getting better as we figure out some engineering uh, but please give us a subscription when you or a follow when you get a chance. So let me uh, get the camera right. So my guest is in the studio with me here today. Uh, and I am excited to bring on our good friend Jackson. How hey, you doing? how's it going? It's good to be here today. Happy season two. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So uh, uh, you were on uh, last year by yourself yeah i was yeah. on last year like right around when the pandemic started like around like march i believe yeah because yeah. we were still doing it like i was in my living room i remember yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're still doing them remote and anybody that wants to sign up for every damn day there's a sign up on the fledge.com or just message me jerry at the fledge.com uh we're still doing them remote because COVID is still a thing exactly it? it's still really heavy right now you've had a bit of a i, I don't know if it's a scare or not but yeah, I, I work at a school. I work at a preschool and there was a exposure recently. So my classroom had to get closed down and I had to kind of go through the whole ordeal of like getting my test and making sure that I wasn't going to be, you know, exposing anybody else before I came back to work. And I'm like boosted and like fully vaccinated, but it's still something where it's just like, I don't want to think about like giving something to a kid or getting some kid sick or another like, you know, family yeah. or friend. <laughs> that sounds, I mean, it would be such a nightmare burden to yeah. have to carry. Uh, no, just waking up like anxious about it thing because my kids, you know, every day I'm just like I'm coming home and I'm talking to like my partner, or, like my friends. And I'm like, oh yeah, James did this, or they're playing with this toy, or blah blah blah. And then thinking about that instead of like, oh my gosh, like what if they have to go like to the hospital or yada yada yada. So that's just like that's stressful, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you deal with pretty young kids, right? Yeah, I deal with like four year olds, so they're still under the age where like you can actually get fully vaccinated, but they're starting at the age where they can wear masks. So it's like really heavy every day of like trying to like, I don't want to say instill, but kind of like show them ways of like being comfortable with wearing masks and thinking about like, you know, like germs and sanitation in a new way more than just like do your ABCs when you wash your hands and don't like wipe a booger on your friend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, it's sensory. The, the four-year-olds are just all those nerve endings and all those new feelings are like 
the first time in like being a human you feel those things so having like a mask on your face all day is like a very like sensory overload for a lot of them so it's a lot of like soothing most of the day <laughs> yeah. um do you find that they try to be compliant or is it just random and it really depends like i said with the sensory overload thing sometimes they'll just like rip it off and run away much like if you're just upset and you're like throwing a toy or like trying yeah. to hit and kick but a lot of the time it's one of those things where like you start throwing on like an ants go marching song and they just all want to march with you if you kind of like well i got my mask on doesn't it look super cool they're like yeah like let me get one of those i want my own you know <laughs> so that's it's it's really like uh it's just like working with them and working and com communication is the big thing like learning how they communicate how they communicate if uh, if we're not careful, I'll talk to you about education and early childhood development, the whole show. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I, think, I think we can leave some space uh, later on. Yeah, uh, perfect. Let's get uh, into you a little bit more. What What's your story? Oh, so basically, you know, like uh, I'm local, like I'm from mid-Michigan. I kind of grew up in a rural town, but a lot of my ties are kind of like Lansing and just kind of like the car generation here like i had a lot of family that, like worked in the factories so like I, i'm also an artist and a lot of my art is tied into kind of like the old like car generation here and kind of like how i don't know, like the midwestern mecca that this area used to be so that i'm very like tied into that and i have a very like i don't know a part of me that feels very akin to that so that's why i, I really like being based here you know what i mean that's a big part of my like artistic journey too is kind of like you know trying to represent like where i'm from and like the story of where like that place is and like where it came from but i you know i'm also a teacher like i've uh started teaching about two or three years ago i've always worked really well with children i think that's part of like the music thing is just kind of like being able to like get a crowd on your side like a classroom kind of like a crowd so yeah. i teach too and in between uh doing music i kind of like got into modeling more and i like moved to new york and i tried that and i also like was in milan right before all of COVID started that was like a whole other like thing that happened in adventure so i you know i'm just kind of like there's a lot of different things i do kind of jack of all trades but it's uh definitely like um led me here i'm a fledgling as well i really like the community here and the people and like uh getting to work with that and like continuing our relationship here and with you and like shannon and like obviously all the other artists and fledgling so uh yeah that's kind of who i am like what i'm about <laughs> well, we love having you around uh let's stick with the modeling for a little bit you had a pretty big thing happened yes. uh, recently right yeah 2021 in the summer i was like kind of working like a dead-end job just trying to stay safe during covid and i got an opportunity to go and uh, do a photo shoot but uh, it was actually five editorials i shot in june and i ended up being on the cover of vogue italia and doing like a full spread in vogue italia which was just like kind of out of nowhere like oh my gosh this is awesome you know because things were so wild with COVID and, and around the summer, it'd be kind of calmed down. Everybody's like, oh, the vaccinations are like fully out. Like people are going to be able to do stuff. So I was like, I really want to like jump on this opportunity because I know like by this time, it's going to be where it is currently where like everything's getting canceled and you kind of have to stay home again. So that was an amazing opportunity. <laughs> so being on the cover, even, I mean, I guess it's country or national or regional. Yeah, or yeah. Um, that's still a pretty big accomplishment right yeah um, it was definitely like because it was one of those things where they got out there and like we're gonna shoot five shoots i don't know what's gonna happen and i was like oh, okay so you kind of do all this stuff and then you come home you start working like you're dead and i was a janitor at the time and i was like cleaning a building and then you're mopping a floor and all of a sudden you get a text it's like you're on the cover and you're just like 
oh my gosh, you know what I mean? This is going to like, this is something I'm going to mention every single thing I do from now, like forever. <laughs> so you're like the goodwill hunting. Uh, yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> but especially with the mask on, like I'll tell people at work, they're like, I would have never known, but I mean, you always wear the mask. And I'm just like, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell if somebody's like what they fully look like when you're like covered up. <laughs> what? So is that going to open up? I mean, obviously it's in your portfolio now. Yeah. What, what kind of opportunities are you seeing? A lot more opportunity because it's Italian. There's a lot more opportunities uh, in Italy. Like I was supposed to, well, I don't want to say supposed to, but I was given an opportunity to go to Milan like this season, but it was just like very, um, I don't know. It, it, it's complex right now just with like COVID and like the, the dice you're rolling, like the odds are much higher and the risks are much higher, which uh, they wanted me to stay there for 53 days, which they offered to pay for like the ticket and room and board. But that's like, 53 days of like like i kind of describe it of like the american idol castings or like because when you're watching american idol like the people you're seeing do the casting they're in the line when in between the shots when you're seeing the line of 500 people yeah like they want to pay you essentially to go to italy for 53 days to be one of the people who stands in line who may not even get like the five minutes of like simon cowell making fun of you or whatever you know what i mean so it's just like that's a lot of money you're losing so yeah. like it got me opportunities like that but that's the thing is it's like it opens a lot of doors, but just because that door opened doesn't mean you want to get the first thing you see when you walk in, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, it, so that's really cool and exciting because even getting something like that, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm just from like, you know, Midwestern town. I never thought I'd even get to say no or try something like that. It's just like, uh, we, we all have that attitude, right? Yeah. Oh, just from little old Lansing. Yeah, literally. But, you know, it's, there's global software companies that come out of here. Yeah. There's, you know, there's uh, international artists that magic johnson stevie wonder like yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> well those guys were a long time ago we got some good hey stuff right now there. exactly right yeah now that is true yeah. but something in our culture i think is well we're just this hick town and we're not proud enough of lansing yeah and then we beat each other up for being proud of lansing exactly like, what are you talking about um and i think it's like that humbling part that like it needs to be kept as like pushing forward because i think it is really like I think we do like really like build each other up because like yeah. whenever you do see do you see somebody doing something at Lansing like everybody talks about it for so long they're like oh my god you remember when this person did that you remember how this person's doing that and that's like that's the part that I really like am akin to here is like because it's it's a it's a city but it's so small that like when you know everybody you're so happy to see somebody like do something or do something different or change their situation or have that thing they always talk about being a side gig be like their thing you know like yeah. I love that <laughs> um Tell us about music and uh, what, you know, if you don't mind me, I'll, I'll bring yeah. Bilal into it a little bit. Bilal was on the show earlier last week, and uh, he's one of your, well, uh, what are all your, are you independent and with Bilal? And yeah, so it's kind of like we were, uh, me and Bilal, like, we're, we're good friends. We met, like, um, you know, about, like, three or four years ago now, like, when we were both getting out of high school and... Uh, we were both kind of doing our own independent art and we just kind of like really liked each other's sounds and kind of like been hopping it out of bands and wanted to like have a, you know, project, you know? And, uh, so we formed this band that was kind of just really like heavy electronic, like horror, like movie inspired music and like cartoon inspired music. And we, we eventually named it crawl spaces. And that's kind of our main thing right now. It, it started as just like every once in a while we'd play a show and they need like a third act, but we're both playing like our single set. And we're like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. we'll play together. We got some songs. And then it kind of turned into like with working full time and moving out and having jobs and stuff. Like our music projects just became one whole project called Crawl Spaces. And uh, 
yeah that's kind of been like the main thing that we've been working on music wise together we make like a lot of different music videos over the summer I made a music video called ghost in the tv which we shot in the summer right before i went to um do the vogue italy shoot in uh new jersey actually and uh, it was really exciting and we shot with one of my friends from detroit i met via like another show and um the cool thing about crawl space is it's really like it is me and Bilal oriented but like anyone who's involved is kind of like part of crawl spaces we try and give like full credit and like full shame which is kind of like something we learned from the fledge where like every offshoot is something that happens here it's like a, a long tree of connection you know what i mean like that inspiration where we don't want it to just be like oh yeah you came and helped like the band you know what I mean? it's like no like you're a part of this like this is like you like you have a share like you took the time so that, that's like another thing we'd really try and inspire just so that like, and it kind of gives like room for growth. So it's not just like stagnant because then somebody can jump in and they are immediately part of like something new that's happening. Just like, which is why we moved into more things. Like we're right now we're like making a game. Like we did an yeah. album release for our, our new album called Bored of Being Kind, which is about, uh, it's on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Uh, and we did that show in Rio town. Cause that's when I first moved back to Lansing from like uh, my parents' house. Um, we love the Robin theater and we want to yeah. do our album release there. And like, we kind of realized in October that it's going to lead towards the COVID cases being where they're at now, where it's just like skyrocketing. So we're like, we want this to be a full experience where like you can take something away and think about it later on and get something that's like going to come to you like within time. So we're doing like a game release, which yeah. we gave, came, did like a little coupon code that came with the gift bags we gave out. And we're going to kind of like slowly release beta versions of this game we had called like Debt Dasher. Mm -hmm. which is basically like a post-apocalyptic like debt collection game <laughs> so you're doing like a, a mock like door dashing like instacart thing where you're like you have like a software engineering degree but like you can't really like afford to like move to the place to like get the starter job so you got to pay off some debt like door dashing but the apocalypse is happening so it's like this whole like why am i paying off this college debt when i have this software engineering degree <laughs> so it's like and that keeps it fun for us because when you're just like writing the same songs over again and like tapping on the computer you're just like I just feel like I need something new, you know. I, I think you guys are really prime for the what NFTs could be. Oh, okay, you right, know, like yeah. Putting your art as an NFT, but then unlocking levels of the game because you own the NFT. Oh, that's and awesome! Stuff like yeah, that. Uh, Bilal and I have been talking about it a little bit on the side, and I think that uh, would be so cool. It's probably time for us to all sit down and see how that would really, yeah, work. and just really like work. the symbol to help you guys with that. That would be so fun, Jerry. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah, that I want would... to be part of the cross space. Community. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Already, I mean, I, as much as you may let us practice here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And you use my art installation. So <laughs> yeah, the, the bulges. Yeah, bulges, that was yeah. awesome. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that was another thing. It's like you let us just literally take parts of pieces here so we could do something somewhere yeah. else. Like it's just it's so all like, of ours. It's all of ours. Yeah, like that's so. so beautiful. It's just so like visceral. Like I love that. <laughs> um, can we, uh, well, you, did you say enough about where people can download your music, how they can support you? Uh, let's talk a little bit more about that, but I do want to go back to the early childhood education. Right, no, I hear that. Yeah, Crawl Spaces, we're on YouTube. We're currently still working on the video game. We kind of have some like other like smaller pieces like comic books in the works. We kind of want to work with some local illustrators and like kind of release some like simple comics to come out with like, you know, like just like single releases for like our music because we're not really working on like any full albums right now. And like we're, uh, I don't know, we're really like, 
we wanted to perform a lot and now it's kind of harder to plan that so we're kind of just taking a little break on releasing anything like big until like we can perform again so just look out for like video game updates and look out for any more like future music video updates because now that things are more like virtual again we're just going to be releasing that kind of content tiktoks too we're trying to get a little yeah. more big on tiktok but it's just like painstaking doing all the editing for it <laughs> I, I give up on trying to every video I've ever edited for TikTok has gotten the least amount of views. Oh, okay. You know, I just shoot it and go with it. The chicken, yeah. your chicken TikToks are always like <laughs> <The> so. Chicken, <laughs> everyone loves the chickens more than me. It's my um, yeah, the chicken, I should make a new chicken TikTok so you guys know that they're not out there dying. It's cold. <laughs> they're really happy and comfortable and fed well and yeah, plump. Uh. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go a little bit and we're probably going to start hearing music in the background. The ecstatic dance is probably coming out of their warm up meditation. So sorry about that. If it bleeds through too much, but I don't think it will. Um, early childhood education, you said in the four-year-old range, what, these are such critical times, right? What, why are you, why are you focused on that and not high schoolers? Why are you focused um on the the early childhood i I guess it was always like uh at first it was like uh, just the proclivity like kids always want like kids around that age always wanted to interact with me i feel feel like they maybe it was just because like i'm kind of tall like i'm like six four or something or maybe just because like i almost feel like maybe because i'm kind of androgynous too and there's kind of like that mix of them like kind of being like i don't know if you're a boy or a girl it's like it's like mystery you know because they kind of just flock towards me like what's going on they're like trying to climb up me they're asking me a bunch of questions and then also like when i started like getting reflections from people about that and part of the reflections being like oh i hate working with kids that's crazy how do you like that i'm just like i don't know it's just like i i'm good at talking with people i'm a people person and they're kind of just like little people i don't know why they're like so shunned away and i feel like that's the same thing there's a lot of people who do that with the high school students and the middle school students too and i feel like at that age is a really good time to like establish like the emotional sensitivities and emotional boundaries that i feel like were not maybe like available for like a lot of people and like are really like big enforcements and how like you relate to people in the future uh one of my guests the other day kimberly levon shared an uh research paper with me about the trauma that happens before you're able to articulate or express or maybe even feel it the way you were talking about the sensory and when that trauma happens before you've got the other tools to deal with it 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 expands your creativity okay Um, yeah because you're trying to build context for what happened so you're trying to explain it but you don't have words or you don't have whatever so you might have to draw you might have to you're you're really trying to figure out your brain that's amazing yeah i want to read it a little bit more but uh what do you what do you see well first of all i want to go back to something you said that you know the kids jump up on you and all that i have literally witnessed that <laughs> driving by your school while you were out oh my god yeah yeah and i just want to add that i've seen you uh you meet those kids where they're at you meet them in that four-year-old space whether Thank it's you. crouching I down that. to talk with them on kind of their level or whether it's just having that understanding that you know, I'm not going to yell at you to put your mask on. Yeah, exactly. It's, I'm going to help you get there. 
Exactly. No, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I feel like it's the biggest thing is like everybody wants to be talked to like they're talking to like someone who understands them or is an equal, not like somebody who's yelling at them. And especially when you're like as big as you are compared to a kid, that's like yeah. a big connection. That's yeah. very special to them. That's, you know, you got to be careful with that because that, you know, I've got a memory of it. Some teacher I can't even remember yeah. the name yelling at me. Exactly. You don't want to be just, like, oh, I remember Mr. Ronald. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's fifty years later. And yeah. That's one of the memories. You still and you're constantly have. relating like assholes you need to be in this guy or that guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think about that a lot. I'm just like, no, I don't want to be Mr. Smith. I'm not going to be Mr. Smith. <laughs> so how with the with the modeling uh, with the uh, the music. I see how you could integrate that in with the work that you're doing. Yeah, no, it's a big, it's a big key part. How does modeling um, fit in to all of this? Um, Does it, does it have a role in the early childhood education or does the early childhood education give you something that you take to the modeling? It's both really. Yeah, it's for sure. It's like they both tie into each other. I feel like when I, the, the 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 teaching kind of the kids kind of give me this certain en- energy and different like kind of perspective that when going into the modeling world which is like a very like selfish cutthroat like you you don't know why money is going to certain places for what reason that like it kind of like is a relatability that isn't often there and i think also with like going through that cutthroatness and that just off the chopping block of just being like oh okay this is how like the most judgmental place you can possibly be. I'm going to then go into a preschool and try and be as open and understanding and kind of just like do the polar opposite because that is not like a mind of mind frame I relate to, you, and, know? <laughs> you know. Raven was into modeling when she was young and she's still doing that. Oh, for, it's hard it for is, sure. It's nasty. Yeah. They, t- they just like, they, it's a manipulation game. They try and it's like, they want to control your mind and your body and you just got to have so much like, you have to be so willful and just have like a very like understanding of yourself and what you want to do just so it doesn't your dreams or whatever you want to do isn't like someone else's you know like, what, what motivates you to do that do the modeling yeah, or the teaching the modeling i guess it's like um i I, it, I really like art is the big thing like i really like i think that's the thing is like the big thing that inspires me is like okay what can i do that is like art, how can I make money? How can I like make my living around art? And that has changed in multiple forms. Like, I feel like teaching is an art in and of its form. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And with the modeling is like, I love the photos and I, I also really love acting. And I really think it's kind of like, I like putting on a show. And I, I, the thing I like about modeling is it's kind of like you're putting on a show. You're like, you're, you're, it's it, the, the smoke and mirrors of like, I'm going to like stand here with this, like one little flower in this like corner. And like, you can imagine it's a castle, but it's like a subway in some like BC part of like Brooklyn or yada, yada, yada. Like, I really like that, like illusion part of it. And, and, um, I think that's the reason that I keep doing it. Cause you kind of get like, um, fixated on that if you love those things and like those things are very like uh long yield returns it's not like immediate like the immediate things you have to deal with is like the bullshit of like bookers and like the companies and them being like okay we're gonna charge you 13 percent on every minute you sleep in this bed that we told you we pay this room for and it's just like crazy all the unpaperwork and paperwork and then when you're finally just there in the moment like putting on that like play of sorts it's just like I don't know, you just, like, hear the music, and you're just, like, in it, and you're, like, on fire, you know, and then it closes up shop, and you're just, like, right back to, like, the build-up of that next moment. It's, it's those moments that I really, yeah. like, ride for, you know, and, like, you take the risk for, but you, you got to weigh 
how much you need that versus what else is going on in your life because it takes so long to build up to that. <laughs> there's uh, there's some evaluation points at four or five years old, and then third grade, then eighth grade, and then yeah, you know, all of that. How? What do you think is? What are you worried most about with the shutdowns, the mass, the back and forth? We're at school one day, we're not at school the other yeah. day. Uh, we're missing this lesson or playtime even. It's yeah. really about playing it. Exactly. Right? For sure. It's it's really about like, um, well, and the thing that like the way I've tried to explain it to people is I think like um, a big part of childhood and like, Especially like when I like explained it to like um, people like my parents' age in this way of like like when you talk to a kid, all they're telling you stories, and all their stories are like, oh well, I I was at church, I was at the playground, I was at blah blah blah's house, I was at yada yada yada's house, and this is like context. This is like how you build up the tools to relate to the new world you're going to. So you're like, oh well, this person's kind of offbeat, and they kind of smell like patchouli and weed. They're like Aunt Linda. They go into this category. That's how a kid's brains work. You have all this context that branches in a new context, so you can keep moving. And like those tools of context that you build up at four and five going into school, when like you hop into school and there's so much like new interaction and like new context that needs to be formed. Those kids don't have that because like they aren't going to the playground. They aren't going to aunt blah, blah, blah's house. They aren't going to yada, yada, yada. Like you talk to the kids and like they tell these stories and they're at home and they're like at home in a different room. That's the biggest thing I notice, And that's the thing that scares me is because like you can tell a kid all you want, all their ABCs and show them like an elephant and like on a, a picture and like show them an apple on a picture. But like going and like experiencing that and seeing an elephant and picking up that apple that forms a whole new layer of synapses so like you really like have an understanding versus like you've learned something and that's the thing that like i'm worried about because like they're not going to be able to just like dive in and like get dirty you know what i mean i don't even know how to explain it but just like get your hands up in it and that's like i think that it's somewhere in our educational system and it seems to get earlier and earlier yeah we're taking the play away the playing in the mud exactly and trying to overprotect and do all of these different things and um it we're gonna lose that and we've yeah. been losing that for whether it's covid or a bunch of different reasons or just um, like the programming yeah. yeah and uh i don't know i'm just worried about that but i also think about that study that i reference are people going to be are these kids when they're 20 are they going to be more creative? Are they going to be more rebellious? Are they going to yeah. be more in tune with their own emotions and feelings because they had to deal with them themselves? And they're more inward. Or is it going to be more uh, traumatic and detrimental to them? Yeah. Are they going to so. take it more heavily? Yeah. No, it, it, it's really like, um, it's interesting. It, it's really interesting, too, because of like how the, the children like interact with other kids because there's so many kids who like... Um, like you can tell that like at four or five when they would have like interacted with so many other kids by this age that like they're doing it for the first time and like they're, they're talking to like the children like they would like their unanimous like parent that's there and they're not really like having that context of relation either but that's the other thing is like these children also like because we have like tech time and stuff i know this is a little bit of a tangent they're very adept with like the ipad like they can like go to the settings and like they have to be like please don't do that stop changing the, the setting to chinese <laughs> like we don't need to do that and um but i feel like that's the other thing is like like you said with that searching out and that imagination and that creativity like 
if things are going to remain inside, they're going to find new ways to like enter like, I don't know, like the internet and like the metaverse and like use that layer of like, cause that's yeah. what they're going to have access to. You know what I mean? Maybe they're not going to be able to like go out and like be on the playground and like deal with like spit or somebody saying something and then them had them having to go home and have a context for a new word and have their mom or dad be like, Oh, don't say that. You know what I mean? It's like, they're going to have that on the internet, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the way I see everything going because like, um, and my kids have phones and stuff too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's like this. Yeah. Parents. Yeah. yeah. Parents. <laughs> um, as you look at what's happening in our community, obviously we know about poverty because Lansing's been in poverty for 40 years, um, a high percentage of poverty. Uh, we see gun violence a lot um, coming out of 2021's record year. Uh, the guy, you know, a guy got arrested yesterday in a nine-hour standoff on the south side in Pleasant Grove and Holmes um, for shooting a gun off in the air. Well, so we've got the violence, we've got the poverty. We also have this confidence in the city, the pride in the city, that, exactly. the culture of the city that I think contributes to a lot of our problems. What, what could you recommend to somebody or what's something you do that maybe we could mimic that helps with one of these uh, weaknesses in the community, if you will? Because we do have a strong community. Yeah. How do you point that strength in the right direction and what is the right direction from your perspective um i mean obviously like um i most of what i do is obviously small scale i think like the the big thing like you said is perspective i, th I think it's a lot of like um instead of like driving by like the same like unhoused person every day and being like oh my gosh how long is he going to be out here is like interacting with them in whatever way you can you know what i mean or like like you know there's been plenty of people who are like hey dude like can you just like give me like a coke or blah 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 and then it's like and then after like i got that dude that coke i see him every day and i'm like hey like how's it going how have you been you know what i mean and just like and that, that's person that like i learned from you also is just like befriending those parts of the community and like um that tiktok you made of like like it, it's terribly cold outside like imagine if you were a house person and I, it's, it's just like trying to think of where other people are at you know like as for like large scale gun violence and things i'm, I'm not i'm not too sure what to do about that but i, I think but it at, is at the same level it's it's the four-year-olds being raised to the third yeah year the emotional sensitivity there's, yeah. a there's a preventative measure that i think that you contribute to that you'll never get credit for, or you'll never never be able to trace yeah. to Mr. Jackson, you know. Those, the, those early stepping stones. So we all we all can't go intervene like the village does. We, you know, we gotta do other work. We've gotta take care of basic needs. We have to take care of other parts. Other parts of the system so that lead to uh... I think what you're doing with the early childhood development and then really stretching the culture and putting new things out there. I mean, you guys have almost created your own genre of music. Thank you. Some I level. appreciate all this. <laughs> um, what, what did we forget to talk about? I know. I think that's really like covered almost everything that's been going on, like, especially with like the Milan trip and like 
music coming out and just like early childhood education and like modeling and the community and everything like that. I think that's everything. <laughs> Did you put any links in your bio? I couldn't remember. Oh yeah. We have a link tree in the bio for like crawl spaces okay. band page yeah. also. Yep. And I can, I did not send a link for the bio that I sent you though. Okay. If you don't mind going back to the show later. And yeah. And I'll put a link put in the bio for the show. Person. Yeah. For all okay. of our music and everything and where to find our videos and stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much for having us, thank Jerry. So Happy much. season two. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you having you on and taking And thank time you for having me that. as always. All right, everyone. That's a wrap. We'll see you tomorrow. Um, I've got a really uh, another interesting guest making the community stronger, Mashara T uh, Treeweiler, who is one of uh, two black registered uh, farmers in the state of Michigan Amazing. and the only female black livestock farmer in the state of Michigan. So let's talk to her tomorrow about her journey through all of that. So love y'all. See you tomorrow. Have a great Sunday.